This is episode 669 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's episode, Prepper Gifts, DIY, and more. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Uh, This is going to be just a little bit different today, and uh, I'll get into that in just a minute. Before we do that, quick shout out to Chickens and Chalkboards for leaving a five-star review on on iTunes, and uh, this is what Chickens and Chalkboards says. I, I just love that name. That's just really cool. Um, this is the only prepper podcast I can tolerate. It provides good information without being fear-based, and I don't worry about my little kids walking in and overhearing what I'm listening to. While I know some people complain over the occasional faith-based tidbits, I don't find them pushy or offensive. While I'm not sure yet if I agree with all of his faith statements, it is his worldview that allows him to share sometimes stressful information in a hopeful and non-fear-based perspective. There is a consistent underlying message of helping others, being prepared, and staying calm and reasonable, and I'm yet to find another podcast with these same beliefs. I will admit I'm easily stressed and struggle to follow current events and tune out the doom and gloom. However, I look forward to listening to this podcast every week to be informed. What a great um, review there. Thank you so much for that specific information and uh, all about the, I I completely understand with the the kids walking in and um, being, you know, being PG, I guess, you know, I don't know. I guess no one would really consider me G rated or whatever, but PG um, where you could listen to it with your kids. I mean, there's plenty of times where I listen to podcasts with my headphones but a lot of the times I listen to it, you know, just out in the open. Of course, my kids are older, uh, but I completely understand that. So I appreciate that. Appreciate the uh, the understanding on the faith um, that just comes out, and and I want that that should naturally come out in our in our lives. And so uh, I appreciate the understanding there. And uh, I just you know, a while back I talked about being able to grab or listen to a piece of information and grab what you need and kind of just discard the rest. I do. I, I really do do that when I listen to other podcasts. There's people that I listen to that I don't agree with, but they have information that are very. It's, it's valuable. I consider, and so I implement it in my life. Whether it is something for you know um, beliefs in, in in government, politics, history, marketing, uh, preparedness, whatever it might be, you take what is uh, is valuable, and the rest you just kind of leave it out there. Maybe you file it for yourself and you, you know, file it in the back of your head and, and it can kind of come up later on down the road if, if you deal with that situation. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I live. So I appreciate this review. Thank you so much for that chickens and chalkboards. I, I love that. I'd love to know why the name chickens and chalkboards, uh, there's like, there should be more to that. So anyway, I greatly appreciate it. It's always a blessing when I get a review. Hey guys, if you are wanting and uh, considering Teaming up with other people who who believe in preparedness or just for that mutual assistance, um, but you don't know where to start. There's a lot of uh, I've seen a lot throughout the years in uh, on Prepper website. You know, people trying to get together with groups, make groups, and different things like that. Um, really, I believe when it comes down to it, you have to know your own 
the, your people, and you got to make your own group. So I do have a five-day build your own prepper group challenge. It's run through email and uh, video and all that good stuff. There is a sign-up link in the show notes and over on uh, the, the website as well if you want to go over there and check it out. And uh, it's like a five-day prepper challenge. There's some uh, goodies in there as well for you. So if you haven't gone through that, uh, I just welcome you to go ahead and do that. It's really no no big pressure there, just giving you a lot of information. All right, so I said this episode was going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm not really reading from an article. I'm really, I gathered a lot of different articles. And normally I like to put everything, you know, basically everything that's in the show notes, it's a it's an exact replica of what is on the website uh, for the episode. Uh, except when I link to something like on Amazon, I have to link from a website. I can't link from show notes. But this one's going to be a little bit different because I have a lot of websites kind of brought a lot of things together. And uh, it's just it would really uh, just fill up the show notes in a podcast app. I don't think it would be easy to manage. So I'm going to have uh, on the show notes, I'm going to have one link that goes over to the website where you can find the links to all this information. And so hopefully this will be beneficial. So I'm recording this the week of Thanksgiving. So it's uh, the weekend before uh, Thanksgiving. And I was thinking about, you know, you're being inundated with Black Friday deals and Cyber Mondays and and all these different things, right? Uh, It's kind of funny. On on one hand, you have uh, states locking down and doing all this stuff. And on the other hand, you still have Black Friday. So I wonder wonder what that's going to look like. I wonder what's going to happen there. Um, Because you have all these videos, right? Every Friday, Black Friday, at the end of the day, people start posting videos of people just running into stores and things like that. So can you imagine trying to be at Walmart and saying, okay, everybody, you know, stay six feet apart from each other. And then the doors open up and then everybody crams in. And and, uh, yeah, I just, I wonder what that's going to look like. So anyway, the things that I'm going to share here are you know, we've got Christmas coming up and some of these things are going to be DIY. Um, some of these things are going to be, you know, things that you purchase, but it's not necessarily just Christmas. These are, you know, great ideas and things that you can give to people uh, that are preppers in, or, or maybe not even preppers, but you're wanting to give them some uh, prepper related gifts. You can do that as well. So just some things that I, I kind of put together, things that I thought were that I would appreciate as a guy. I'm going to tell some stories along the way, hopefully. And it's not just going to be a list of, hey, this is this and this and, and, and kind of go there. Uh, I'm going to try to you know fill it in and tell some stories and kind of go from there. So anyway, it's not just a list of items. I'm going to give you some stories. And then um, just be patient with the clicks. Uh, normally, I try to minimize those when I'm doing a, a podcast, but I'm going to be going back and forth on my on my computer as I'm recording this. So you're going to hear some clicks in the background. Um, I did try to buy a, a, a quiet mouse and I did buy one, but I have a, a wireless keyboard mouse set up. And so if I bought that, that wireless mouse was only the mouse. It wasn't the keyboard. So it really didn't work out for me. But anyway, um, you're going to hear the clicks. So uh, with that, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our list of prepper gifts that you can give for Christmas or really any occasion. Um, A lot of these, like I said, are going to be DIY and some of these are going to be purchased. All right, so let's jump in. The first thing on the list is a flashlight. Now, 
not just any flashlight. It's a flashlight that I wrote about not too long ago, a couple of months ago, uh, on preparedchristians.com. It's my super bright, inexpensive prepper flashlight and how you can have one too. So I talk about back in the day, years ago, I purchased this this flashlight off of Amazon, and it was just ridiculously great deal. And it was this big honking flashlight, and not the not the the mag light flashlights that require like the you know the 10D size batteries, but it was it was one of those that was just powerful. And I really didn't know what to expect when I purchased it. It was uh, it was one of those impulse buys, I guess. And uh, it came with a charger. It came with a 12 volt charger. It came with a battery. It came in a case. And it, it just looked really cool and it was really cheap. So I'm like, okay, let's buy it. It had all these um, lumens, like 1200 lumens. And before I bought this one, I really didn't have anything that powerful. And uh, I think uh, I even went back into, uh, in the article, I went back into Amazon and I paid like $18.99 for it, right? $18 or $19. And when I got it, I was like, whoa, this is nuts. And this was like really it took forever to get here. It wasn't one of those, even I have Prime and all that kind of stuff. It, it took forever. It was like a really on a slow boat from China. And so after I got it, I'm like, this is like the best deal that I've ever, I've ever had. So I bought another one for my dad. And then when I went to go buy another one, they were completely sold out. And um, every time you would go back, I would check it, you know, every, every week. And it just, they never came back. So I was just really disappointed because I, I realized, man, that was such a great deal. I wish I would have bought more of those. And then one day in just kind of searching and looking for something along those lines, uh, and I can't remember how exactly I found it. I found another one that, another flashlight that is exactly the same is just under a different name. And so the flashlight that I'm talking about is the Gear Light high-powered high LED flashlight. And uh, again, 1200 lumens it cost 13.99 on amazon and uh, i went to go check it just recently and same thing right uh it, it's it's pretty amazing pretty powerful uh flashlight now it's not the same deal that i i received because this one doesn't really come with the charger it doesn't come with the battery and all those different kinds of things it does come with the adapter to where you can use the 18650 battery which is the smaller uh rechargeable batteries and those are still pretty powerful i mean i've got flashlights if you have listened to some of the early on episodes when i talked about the flashlights with survival hacks um you know they offered really great deal and i shared those out with everyone uh, those came with those rechargeable batteries the 18650 and again those are powerful i have those spread out all over the the house i'm kind of got yeah i got flashlights all over the place and um i really i really depend on those a lot um, but this battery that is required is the 26650 it's a lot bigger and even in the article i kind of show you how big it is try to give you that representation so the the problem with buying this gear light is that you don't find the battery on amazon and i was like oh man that's gonna that's the the game changer right there right is you if you don't have a battery for it it's not going to work well i went to ebay and i found them on ebay and i got um you know a package of two for eight dollars and 99 cents and i'm like wow that is that's a deal there and so the other thing that you need to do is just get the charger 
and they do sell the chargers on Amazon. And so you can get the chargers there. And I have just backup batteries ready to go because these suckers are powerful. So it's one of those, I don't know if you've ever seen the videos on like uh, social media, or whatever. They have these humongous flashlights and those are like 50 bucks. I went to go look those up and uh, they have, you know, they're, they're good. They have a lot of lumens and all that kind of stuff. But uh, for the price, this is one that you really want. It has that self-defense bevel on it, at least if, if you're going to, you know, have to push somebody away or whatever. It's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to dig into their skin. It also comes with an adapter. If you don't want to use the 26650 battery, you can use the 18650 battery and, and use it that way. And uh, I just, it, it's very powerful. So when I, uh, there's times at night when I need to turn on a light, I don't want to get out of bed. I just turn that flashlight on because I have one at the side of my bed and turn it on its, uh, you know, facing up and because it, it has a base where it can stand up on its own and it lights up the whole room. So it's pretty powerful. Um, it comes with, uh, like I said, the, the charger, $13.99. It's one of those that if you give it to a guy and you give them the battery and you and they turn it on, they're going to be like, whoa, this is awesome. This is an awesome flashlight. The other thing is it's so bright that it does blind people when you first turn it on and you and you shine it in their face it does blind them so you can use it uh, in a in a self-defense situation at least to uh, get someone you know burn a little bit of uh, brightness into their eyes give you a little bit of advantage there and uh, ask me how i know it blinds people <laughs> because i do it all the time and i know that's bad todd you should not be doing that but uh, it's it's kind of fun to do because they're like whoa what are you doing Anyway, great flashlight, um, and if that's something that you're looking for to, to give, that's something that I think every guy, and uh, even, you know, when I say stuff like that, you know, women will say, hey, Todd, we like, we like knives too, and we like flashlights too, and so it's even... One of those things is handheld, you know, for a, for a woman, maybe for self-defense, especially at night, to be able to flash it in their in somebody's eyes and also hit them over the head with it. It's not, like I said, a big wand or whatever, but it can take that, uh, I, I believe, because it's pretty sturdy. All right, so that's the flashlight. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. All right, the next one is a kind of a DIY. It's uh, building an Altoids kit. Now, there's a lot of different Altoids kits. I've talked about these before in the past. My first one and the one that I use all the time is my uh, emergency first aid kit or my boo-boo kit. And uh, I've, I wrote this article a long time ago, but I, I do this, uh, I use this one all the time. And so um, basically what you're doing is you're putting together some things in, a, in an Altoid kit that you would take with you and maybe you can just put it in your pocket. You know, Altoids kits are very, really small and you can just put it in your pocket. I have a couple of Altoid kits on the side pocket of my backpack that I take with me to work and uh, they're there. And I, I'll tell you, I get into this one more than any of the other little minor kits that I use. Um, this one is the one that I, that I use the most. So just to give you a little bit of idea of what I've done here, um, it is you can do this completely DIY or you can purchase a couple of different things. Uh, I purchased some of the packets from Amazon, like uh, for instance, uh, burn jelly that are in the little single serving packets, uh, some antiseptic towels, um, some uh, you know sting relief, I have band-aids in there. Um, I have a floss stick because sometimes you just need that and uh, I have that in there. Um, but one of the, the things that I really have used uh, a lot 
is the medicine that I throw in there. Um, and so I purchased these little Ziploc bags at Walmart in, in not in the like the grocery section, but in the uh, uh, I guess in the craft section. They have these little Ziploc bags. They're about two, two by three inches. And uh, you can get, I mean, for a small amount of money, you get a whole buku of, of these Ziploc bags. But this is where I put in my medicine. And so I throw in, I have uh, you know, some with uh, some Benadryl in there for allergy. And I rarely use those. I have other with Advil in there and other with other like Sudafed. I use Sudafed and because um, just the allergies down here where I live just kill me. So anyway, so you have those and uh, you're able to... Um, uh, use that on a regular, I mean, like I said, I use that on a regular basis. Uh, one of the other things I, I have in there is the antibiotic ointment. Now you can, if you wanted to completely DIY this and you wanted to, you know, put some uh, antibiotic ointment in, uh, in there and you didn't want to buy the single servings. If you've ever seen the maybe videos or uh, some articles on using straws and so sometimes when uh, maybe someone's doing a hiking or a camping article, they'll use this um, to put seasonings and different things in there. But you can also do this to put ointments. And you got to be careful because what you need to do is you cut the straw, you uh, with pliers, you burn one side of the straw and uh, it kind of burns together, creates a seal. Then you put your ointment, whatever you're going to do in one, and then you go ahead and seal the other side. Now, if the ointment that you're using can be flammable. You're going to have to be really careful with that. Um, I just, I don't mess with that. I just get the, uh, the little individual serving size, uh, packets and I use them. So this is one of those great stock, uh, stocking stuffers. This is something that you can have, uh, to use for other people. If you want to just kind of give them away, kind of bless them, whatever. Um, just a great thing that you can do. Like I said, those individual, medicine packets and individual uh you know wipes and different things like that you can buy them in bulk in on amazon and then create a whole bunch of different altoids cases one other little thing that i have in here is uh, a little vial of essential oil and again for allergies and stuff like that i had llp in mine and um, that is the allergy relief from uh spark naturals and so um i don't have it in uh, actually i had that one and i had lavender in there as well um, i do have lavender still i don't have the llp because i was always letting people borrow it and being in education there's always women around and women who are pregnant and down here in houston with the allergies they can't take medicine so you feel really bad for them so you're like hey here's some essential oils so i was always giving that out but um, you can buy those little vials on Amazon and you can pour some essential oils in there. And so you have a small little vial of essential oil if you need to, uh, to, to do it. And so the pictures on the website will show you how I've kind of set it all up. It just sits all in there really, really well. And uh, it's one of those that I, it's, it's my go-to uh, Altoids kit uh, when, when I'm talking about uh, you know, making Altoids kits and, and talking about them. But the other one that I use uh, quite often is the Urban Survival Kit that I've created for myself. And uh, just bouncing off of Urban Prepper, he has a big YouTube uh, channel, and he's, he, he put together this really great uh, Altoids kit. Now, uh, and I don't even think he really used Altoids kits. I think he bought like uh, uh, one that he 
just you know it was generic it was like stainless steel or whatever now he had materials that he had spent a lot of money on like really nice clippers that were really expensive and, and different things like that i just went with my own really cheap way of doing things and uh, they're you know again uh, more of a, a diy approach but in this one i have for instance in my urban altoids kit survival kit uh, i have clippers uh, my nails uh, tend to uh, cl uh, chip often and so i do have fingernail clippers there i have a fingernail file and it was really funny not too long ago um well I, probably about a year ago my boss said um do you have a does anybody have a fingernail uh, file and without thinking i knew that i had one in my urban survival kit because i'm always like i said my nails are there they grow really fast and they, they always chip and so i hate the way they feel when they're kind of jagged and so uh, i said well i have one not thinking that i'm here you know surrounded by all these women and they're like, just looked at me like, what? I'm like, it's part of my urban survival kit. And uh, they know my website, my podcast. And so they know all of that about me. So anyway, I have that. I do have a needle with thread already threaded and a button just in case I need to do an emergency, uh, you know, uh, button there. Uh, I do have some uh, mint strips if I'm ever, if I find myself like maybe after lunch, I haven't been able to, uh, you know, I got to go into a meeting or whatever. I can throw some of those in there. I have a, a razor blade that I have in there. And it's again, you're like, what, what in the world? Why would you need that? Well, we were at a conference and we were, or we were getting ready for a conference that my department was putting on and we needed to remove these, um, we need to remove these labels from uh, one of these plastic signs and they just weren't coming up very easily. And so somebody said, we need, we need like a razor blade. And so I'm like, well, I got one of those. And so there you go, you know, and really I had it in there to maybe cut the string uh, of, of uh, you know, the needle and thread and things. But anyway, it, it works out and they're like, Todd, you have everything. And it kind of seems like that sometimes, but really it's just some things that I thought would be important to, to go ahead and place in here. So again, your urban survival kit, you you make it whatever you need to make it. I have some uh, some tweezers in there for whatever reason. Um, some uh, and so my, the little sewing kit is just a very mini sewing kit uh, with needle and thread, and then with also some safety pins in there as well because you never know when you uh, your needle and thread is not going to be enough. And I believe I got that at the dollar store. So again, you can make this any. Any, you know, anything you need to make it, you know, whatever you need for your situation uh, will work out. And then again, you can do just a survival kit, make an Altoid survival kit. And I have done that. I gave away those two uh, guys for Christmas one year. Uh, I just had fun making those, uh, coming up with different ideas of what could go in there. Maybe like a whistle, a survival whistle. Um, and you can buy those for a dollar at a sporting goods store, putting some foil in there, putting some uh, a small lighter in there, um, you know, putting, a, I did use razor blades in there for something for small for cutting if you needed to, to do something like that. And so there, there's always things that you can do and you can make it your own. But Altoids kits are one of those fun things you can do. You can make candles out of them. You can make uh, all different kinds of things. There is a, a lot of information out there on the web of ways that you can do it. And so uh, of ways that you can use Altoids kits. So that's one thing that you can do. Again, you can completely DIY that. All right. So the next thing on the list is um, giving someone a family sized water filter. 
Now, this is going to be partly DIY, partly something that you purchase. But again, this is one of those that is very beneficial. And if you are concerned about people and concerned about maybe family members, they're not preppers, this is something really great to give them. So one of the things that I promote is the Hydro Blue VersaFlow water filter. Now, this is very similar to the Sawyer Mini. And Sawyer is very popular out there with preppers. Hydro Blue is not as familiar as the, the Sawyer uh, Mini water filters. But I think the Hydro Blue has done, uh, or the VersaFlow has done some really great things that the, the Sawyer has not done. Plus the Sawyer, just to be honest, we're advertising some things that I really don't, uh, some causes, I'll just say that, that I really didn't appreciate. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those people kind of like uh, just recently, Kurt Russell came out and said, you know, uh, actors should just let politics, you know, stay out of politi uh, politics. And I think it was uh, a result of Matthew McConaughey down here in, in Texas talking about that he he would consider running for the governor. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's just nuts. Anyway, so uh, I think sometimes these companies should just stay away from the causes and just be, you know, just, just do whatever you're going to sell. And so anyway, um, let me get back to the VersaFlow. The VersaFlow, one of the reasons why I like it is that, on both sides of the water filter, and this is the handheld water filter, but on both sides of the water filter, the inlet and the outlet has uh, the ability to screw on a, a, a plastic bottle. So basically a soda bottle, a 20 ounce soda bottle normally fits on both sides. So if you're out in the wild and you need to filter water and you have a clean canteen or uh, whatever, you have a, you know, you're, 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 you're container that you're carrying water in you need to be able to put water back in there and the water filter is going to flow needs it you know flow through the water filter and it needs a little bit of pressure in there because of the membranes so one of the things you can do is if you can find a plastic 20 ounce soda bottle you can use that to, to pick up your dirty water you can screw on the water filter, the, the VersaFlow, turn it upside down, and then squirt it into your clean container for your water. And so that's very beneficial. The other thing you can do is if you need to go backwards, if you need to back flush it because it's starting to get slow because there's a lot of junk in there, well, then you can screw on a 20-ounce water bottle on the other side and then force the, the stream to go back through it to push out all the nasty stuff and to clear it out. And so um, I really like that aspect of it. The Mini Sawyer has, a, the Sawyer Mini water filter has a plunger kind of, a, you know, that, that comes with it. And the thing is, is that's, that's another thing you have to carry. But if you lose that, you're kind of stuck out. And I like this idea is that you can always make it adaptable. Now, with that said, this is where the family size water filter comes into play. Hydro Blue sells a, a kit. And it's all complete, an all complete kit where it comes with a um, with an outlet spout. It comes with a clip. It comes with a big long uh, plastic um, uh, tube, so that you can uh, make a family size water filter. So the VersaFlow will, they say, will will uh, absolutely uh, filter up to a hundred thousand gallons if you are running. Uh, fairly decent water through there, right? You got to do some pre-filtering and different things like that. It handles 99.999% of bacteria, E. coli, salmonella, cholera, 
It filters out 99.99% of protozoa, giardia, and cristosporidium. So you have this, you know, uh, indefinite shelf life, all these different things. But the great thing about it is this kit that they sell for around $25. So with this kit and a drill, you can drill into a five-gallon bucket, like from Home Depot, and this this spout thing, uh, this outlet fits right into it and they, they make it to where you don't need to have any extra sealer or anything like that. It's a screw on thing. And then you're able to put water in there and it will flow through gravity fed through the, uh, the VersaFlow. And so I thought that was such a great thing, such a great deal to do. And it's, uh, like I said, $25 for the kit. And the kit does come with two, um, yeah, if you've ever seen the platypus uh, plastic kind of uh, collapsible water bottles, these aren't as good as the platypus, but they are there. So they do provide that with this as well as the rest of the kit. And so I really, I really believe in this kit. I have, uh, I believed in it so much that I made my own video tutorial on how to do it. And then I turned that video tutorial into a PDF tutorial so that people could easily just walk through that if you need it. And really, you don't need that. So where the gift comes in is you buy a five-gallon bucket, you drill the hole in there, you put the VersaFlow kit in, inside of the bucket with uh, the directions. You print off the PDF directions, and then you give that gift to a family member or whoever you want and, and say, hey, here is this is a family-sized water filter if you ever need to filter water in an emergency, and everything that you need is right in here. You have uh, the directions on how to do it. Everything is right here. All you need is to put it together and throw the dirty water in there, and it filters it out. And so that's something that you know a family member could put up in their their closet somewhere and grab it if they ever needed it. And so again, twenty five dollars for the kit. Um, and they do you know for a while there when I was promoting it, they kept running out of stock, and they do have it in stock right now. So the twenty five dollars for the kit. Um, three dollars for the the Home Depot bucket, and those are those are getting a little bit more expensive as they go. Um, so the Home Depot bucket. Um, so for under thirty dollars, you can give somebody this family size water filter that would uh, really filter water for them in an emergency situation. And I also have uh, the coupon code Prepper. If you use that, you get twenty percent off over at Hydro Blue. But anyway, again, I do have the tutorial that walks you through how to do it. I do have the PDF that you can print out. And again, you can include those those uh, that, that PDF and the instructions on how to make it. It's really, really easy to do. Anybody can do it, especially if you pre-drill the hole for them. It's all set up. So anyway, I think that is a great deal to give uh, family members or anybody that you're wanting to be better prepared. Who, they might not take it seriously. All right, so next up on the list are two things DIY from the website Little House in the Suburbs. Again, guys, I'm going to link to all these um, all these articles. The first thing, and these are like wooden things that you can make and you can create. One of the first ones, and I thought this was very interesting, was a dibble. So you might be saying, "What? okay, Todd, what is a dibble? So a dibble, and, and to be honest, I didn't know what it was either. They used an old, uh, I guess, uh shovel, a shovel that broke, and they used the handle to create a dibble. And a dibble, uh, 
allows you to, it's this, um, of course, it's the handle of a shovel and they sharpen it down to a point and then they mark it off according to different inches. So you have one inch, two inch, three inches, four inches, and then they use a sealer to kind of seal it up because, uh, you know, I can see here that they've put something on there to uh, just to make it last because you're going to be putting this in dirt in your garden. So whenever you have uh, some seeds that say, okay, these need to go into an, an inch into the ground. Well, you have this dibble that already is marked off an inch and you can go into an inch or, hey, this needs to go in two inches or three inches or four inches. And so you have this dibble that you can use to make your holes and just go about making your holes really quickly in your garden and then going back, dropping the seeds in and filling it back up. So that's a dibble and that's easy to make with just, uh, you know, maybe with a broken handle that you have. The other thing is, and of course this is like seriously DIY here, is having a piece of uh, maybe like three or four inches in diameter uh, piece of wood that has been cut up, you know, a big branch, maybe a small tree. And then you drill the holes in there so that you can keep your pens and your pencils. And even in this one, they show some paint brushes in there. Uh, and so you can keep it on your desk. One of the things they said is if you cut wood, and I guess I never really thought about this. If you cut wood during the winter time, the bark will stay on it. If you cut it during the summertime, the bark will eventually shed off of it. So this is one that looks, it's, you know, very rustic looking. It has the bark on it. It has a bunch of holes drilled into it. So you can put a bunch of different pencils and, and pens and, and whatever you want in there. And then of course it has the sealer. They've sealed it so it's nice and shiny and it'll stay that way. So that is something if you, you know, you're creating something, you want to create something DIY for somebody who has a desk. Um, you can do that. Maybe they're always uh, losing pencils and pens and all that kind of stuff. Definitely something for a teacher as well that they can just have that uh, maybe on their desk. But anyway, that's coming from Little House in the Suburbs, and you can go check that out. Uh, another DIY uh, project that you can do is DIY from my good friend Todd over at Survival Sherpa. He is also an educator, and he's he does some really great stuff uh, at his school. They allow him to teach uh, students how to how to use uh, fireboards and how to create fires. And uh, he was showing some, uh, he was showing up some pictures on, he was showing a student how to tan a hide. And so you're looking at these kids, and some of them are videos, some of them are pictures, but the, their faces, when they get the fire going, or this kid who was, you know, tanning the hide, I mean, they're like, man, this is like something that is so cool that they were doing. So I uh, really applaud Todd for doing that in the educational setting. But he has some DIY projects. I, he actually, this uh, article is, you know, 20 plus, but I want to point out just a couple of them. And these are really super easy to make. The first one is a book safe. You know, one of those, it's that old traditional looking thing where you open up a book and it has, it's been cut out so that you're able to put whatever it is in there. And so in uh, his, on his website, the picture that he shows, it has a, it has a pistol, has some money. And, and so you have that ability to, to do that. And that's not really hard to do. If you can, uh, you can go to the dollar store, you can go to a, uh, a thrift store. And a lot of the times you can find a pretty sturdy, hardback book and it doesn't matter what it might be um, for very cheap for a dollar and then with an exacto blade and maybe a template that you can use you can quickly create this safe 
Now, some people will say, well, Todd, you know, robbers, thieves and robbers and all that kind of stuff, they know they break into your house that, you know, that that might be possible, a possibility. Well, not really. A lot of the times people that are breaking into your house, they are in and out. The, the limits are like five minutes. And so they're in and out. They want to get in and out before anybody else is there. So they they know a true thief knows where to go. They're going to go to the bedrooms. They're going to look at your drawers. They're going to look in your medicine cabinets. They're going to grab anything like laptops and uh, other electronics that are out in the open. And they're going to get out of there. Things that they can quickly turn around. If you have a big bookshelf, or maybe you have books on your um, nightstand and you just, you know, you, you have those there, you can put something like this there and they're not going to take the time to go through all of your books to see okay has, are any of these a book safe but anyway it's kind of a cool gift to give and so it takes a little bit of time to do it depending on how thick it is but how cool would it be to receive one of these that someone took the time to make it the other thing over on his website that you can do is create a cigar fishing kit and so you need the sleeve of the cigar you know those in you can find these anywhere, but you find the sleeve and that you know comes apart, and then you just fill it up with different things. Now you're not coming up with this robust fishing kit, but it's kind of like a survival fishing kit. Uh, then you can, you know, if you're a fisherman already or a fisherwoman, uh, you already have stuff, and so there's things that you probably haven't used, and you can create a little bit of a fishing kit from from this, uh, you know, that would fit inside of this cigar sleeve, and some cigars are bigger than others, uh, and so again, there is the link to uh, Todd's, um, on Todd's website, uh, Survival Sherpa, where you can go and get a little bit more information on what kinds of items to put in there, but I think that is a great DIY item. And some, I mean, really think about it. Have you been somewhere where they gave a cigar fishing kit? I mean, how cool would that be to open that up and to see that and you're like looking at it? Because I, I know when I gave out those other survival, the Altoid survival kits, it's like, okay, I want to open this up. I want to kind of experience what's all in here. And so you're looking at it and they might even have questions like, how would I use this? Or, or what's the, the relevance of this? And so you, you have that available. So again, over at uh, Survival Sherpa, I'm going to link to that. You've got the, the secret book safe that you can make in the cigar fishing kit. All right, next up are knives. And I'm going to tell you a story here in just a minute. One, I'm going to get on, on a rant. <laughs> so uh, just bear with me here. But uh, a knife. And one of the knives that if you want to go into this like really uh, cheaply is the Mora knife. And I've talked about them before in the past. I have purchased many Mora knives. If you saw my recent um, video on the Blackbeard Firestarter, uh, I had a Mora knife that I just was not treating really nice, and it's just, but it still cuts, and it's still, you know, it's still there, and it's all, you know, messed up, and I need to go clean it up and all that kind of stuff and sharpen it. Um, but it's one of those where. Um, it, it's, it just works and it's sharp and they're not very expensive at all. And you can buy, if you look for the Companion, the Mora Companion, there's all different kind of Mora knives. But if you look for the Mora Companion, those are a little bit thicker in the blade. And so if you're really looking and thinking about bushcrafting, uh, you have someone who's interested in that. Um, you know, you got to be careful if you're giving it to a kid because they are very, very sharp. And so though the companion is a little bit thicker and during Black Friday I have purchased some for like $10. 
And so if you just keep your eye out, you can find a really good one. Uh, Moras are always worth it. The other thing is uh, maybe a Leatherman. And I'm going to say, if I put this down and then I want to go check, and Leathermans have really, um, the one that I was thinking about, the one that I purchased like at Home Depot, it was my very first Leatherman. I think I purchased it for around $24.99. And that was the, the Leatherman Sidekick. And that was many years ago. It was a smaller one. I have a, the bigger wave now, but it was a smaller one. It had, um, it's the one that has the scissors with it. And I wish I would have got the other one. I think it's the wingman that has the, the saw with it. Um, but anyway, I, I got the sidekick and it does have the pocket clip on there because it's, it's a smaller uh, version of the Leatherman. So like I said, I think I got it for $24.99 and I just always remember that was such a great deal for that knife. And I still have it. I, I was actually looking at it uh, yesterday. And so I went to go look at it at Home Depot and now they're like super crazy. They've almost doubled in price. So it's probably not worth it. But I, I got to tell you this story. And the reason I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, Christmas time, there's always white elephant gifts. And one of the things that drives me nuts is when we were younger, when we were kids, uh, we would do the white elephant gift as the family, when the big family got together. And uh, I'm talking about all my cousins and uncles and aunts and all that kind of stuff. And we got to the point where the family was so big, you weren't buying presents for everyone. So we started to do white elephant gifts. The problem was, is that the women always bought the gifts. So they were coming with like kitchen towels and they would come with, you know, a set of dishes or, or whatever. And the guys would, you know, be involved with that. And we're like, you know, what the heck? You know, what is what is this? And so I always very purposefully tried to put something in there that I would want and, and things that would get the, the guys interested in it. And so one of the gifts that I did one year was the Leatherman because I got it, you know, like I said, $24.99 at Home Depot. I went to Home Depot. It was a little bit more. I think our our um, price was $20, a gift of $20. But I'm like, I'm going to spend a little bit more. And so I used this as my gift. Well, guess what? It was a gift that the guys liked because knives are something that guys like. And especially people who know Leatherman they're like, hey, this is a really great deal here. And so my wife, you know, brought in these uh, these gifts here and I'm coming out with a Leatherman. This is a really great deal. So I want to just rant a little bit about white elephant gifts and, and doing the game where, you know, you pick a gift and you can steal it from somebody because I have only played that game correctly once in my life. It was the very first time I played it when I was in Boy Scouts. And so I was an older Boy Scout. It was, uh, it was, you know, I was already driving and things like that. It was our Christmas party. Actually, it wasn't Boy Scouts. Our Boy Scout troop had converted to a Sea Explorer post um, because the, the the young kids in the area were kind of dying out. And so we converted to a Sea Explorer post and we uh, transitioned into, we still did the camping and all that kind of stuff, but it was more about sailing and boats and all that. And it was, it was a lot of fun. But anyway, we had this big Christmas party. There was about 30 people there. And we did, this is the very first time, the white elephant gift. I, I, I played it and uh, they explained it to me. And so the idea, let me tell you how it, how it really is supposed to go. So the thing is, is that somebody goes and they get a gift and they open it up. If they like it, they, they keep it. And, and so and that's how you first start out, the very first person. The second person can look at that gift that was opened up and steal it if they want. Now, if they steal it, 
the person who they stole it from goes and picks out another gift. And so that's two people that have gone. The third person can take one of the gifts. And then the person that that gift was taken from could take the other person's gift. And then that person needs to go open up another one if they want to. And so it goes on and on and on. And at the very beginning, that kind of goes really fast. But as you get to 20 people, you know, 15, 20 people, it, it goes into this thing where everyone is switching. Now, you can only grab a gift if you're, if you're doing it right. This is what bugs me, right? If you're doing it right, you can only grab a gift one time during a round. So every time someone gets a gift uh, or someone new goes, it's a round. So you can only have or touch a gift one time. But it has to continue going until the person, the last person, either it gets to a point where a person either says, I don't want to grab anybody else's gift, so I'm going to go grab another one from the pile in the middle. And then it, it goes into the next round. Now, what happens, and everybody else in my family did this, and we do it at work, and it drives me nuts, and I, <laughs> I just I, I just shut up now because I don't, I, I try to explain it to people. Um, but what they do is like, okay, a gift can only switch three times, you know, the whole the whole game. Well, that's not fun. What your you know a gift can only switch two times and then it's done. Well, that's not the way that it's supposed to be played. And usually, a, a family who has more family members there are the ones who get the best gift, and that's not the way it's supposed to be played. But anyway, so maybe some of you feel my pain because no one understands how to really play that game correctly. And uh, there's been times where I just don't play. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play. I'm just gonna watch everyone and watch the drama happen uh, with with the family members who have more family members at the party so that they can get whatever they want. So anyway, that is my rant on that. And if you feel my pain, if you feel my pain with that stupid game, then send me an email. And let me know. Let me know that I'm not alone because people just do not know how to play that game. All right. So let me shut up and let me move on to the next thing. The next gift that you can give is a prepper book. Now, if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know the very first book I'm going to tell you. Um, it's over on the sidebar of the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com website. Uh, we had Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy not too long ago. The very first book that I would recommend to give to anyone is the Survival Medicine Handbook. That is the first book that any prepper needs to have or own. It's the first book, like if you were giving a gift to someone, there's a lot of great information in there, all right? So that is the very first book. The second book that I would give is The Prepper's Blueprint, and this is by Tess Pennington. Tess runs readynutrition.com, and uh, she has been a great friend, and I, this book is like a humongous book with a lot of great preparedness information, plans. Uh, it gets you started, it gets you going. So that if you needed another book, you're wanting to give someone another book and they have the Survival Medicine Handbook, I would say grab that one. That is the second book on my list. The third book on my list is going to be one that's a little bit more recent. We've had Fernando Aguirre on the website or on the podcast before, and uh, I have linked to his uh, to his articles and to this book many, many times. It's his most recent one called Street Survival Skills, Tips, Tricks, and Tactics for Modern Survival. And again, where we are right now in society and where things are going, I think it's very smart to have some kind of idea here. And so uh, Fernando really, really kind of breaks things down and helps you with your awareness, but also uh, other things as well. He went through the collapse in Argentina and experience a lot of these things. His other books are really great as well, but this one is the new one. It's, it's 
pretty popular, and this is the one that I would, this would be my number three book. So I would say go, you know, provide one of these. Again, a guy would love street survival skills because you open it up. There's a lot of pictures and it would get, you know, get you reading and kind of suck you in. So that would be another gift that you can give. All right. Another gift moving forward would be a battery charger. You know how I feel about this battery chargers for your phone. I think you, your phone is so important. And I know like in, if, if the world collapsed and we had an EMP and the grid went down, you know, your cell phone wouldn't mean anything, but when we have modern conveniences and the power is up and cell towers are up, your battery uh, on your phone needs to be charged and you need to be able to have access to your phone. So I really truly believe that you should have an external battery charger to be able to charge your phone at any time. So I have many of these, many different ones. Um, I will even, I've told this story before where I went to a conference and um, my my boss was talking to someone on the side and I went to go talk with this other person at a booth. She looked like she was just kind of bored and uh, went to just kind of started talking and she started trying to pitch me. I'm like, we have a solution already in place. We really don't need, I'm just going to be honest with you, you know. And she goes, you know what? I like you. Thanks for, you know, thanks for being honest with me, blah, blah, blah. She reached down to the bottom of her booth and she gave me this credit card sized battery. And so it's, it's a little bit thicker than a credit card, but it has the plugs and all that kind of stuff built in. And I'm like, wow, what a great gift. It will, it will not charge my cell phone completely, but it will give me a 30 minute charge for, uh, for my phone. And so I have that in my bag. I keep that with me. Um, but there are some now that are just, they're like workhorses, you know, 20,000 milliamps, 30,000 milliamps, and they're the size of your phone. And so, right. It does not make sense not to have one of these. So if you have, uh, you know, a, a daughter, a spouse, uh, kids, uh, get them one of these so that uh, they can keep it in their bag or in their purse. I got to tell you another story. My son called the other day and he was charging his phone. He was waiting for a friend uh, after work and the friend was in the store taking a long time and he was outside and he had his car, his, uh, well, uh, it's, it's an old car, but it was idling and it was idling for about 30 minutes. And he uh, was in uh, the reason he was just charging his phone. And so he called me a little upset because it looked like it was starting to starting to overheat. So we went through some things. He drove it around. Uh, if you don't know, you know, sometimes turning on the heater when your car is overheating while you're driving um, will help. And of course, you got to, you know, if it's if it's warm, you got to put down the the windows and everything, or you'll you'll die. But that helps to settle it down. So he did that. It went back to normal. And then he turned off the heater. It went back to him. He stayed normal. And so basically all it was was it was starting to heat up because it was sitting there. There was no airflow into the engine and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, I, that was one of the things. I'm like, dude, why why don't you have your battery charger? Why don't you have a battery charger that you can use to charge up your 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 phone when you need it? And that way you're not charging it using using up gas and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so that's a, a quick story, a reason to have battery chargers there. All right. Moving on to another thing, this is completely DIY, but what about a survival toilet? So could you imagine bringing this, right, this five-gallon drum uh, and bucket and saying, hey, this is your survival toilet if you ever need it. 
So basically, if you if you were going to give this, um, you have a bucket from Home Depot again or Lowe's or whatever. Um, but so you have that. You want to create some kind of a place to sit down, and uh, that's going to be important, right? So uh, they sell these these tops, these lids that will sit right on top of a five gallon bucket. Um, usually you can get them anywhere from $14.95 up to like $20 or whatever. And so um, you can you can get one of those and you don't necessarily, uh, it, that's not the DIY part of it, but you can have that available for you. The other thing that I've heard people do is they will put um, two buckets together. So that's a little bit taller. So they don't have to be sitting down, so, you know, they're, they're not squatting. If you don't want to do the bucket lid and buy that bucket lid, you can always put a pool noodle around uh, around it. And so cut it down and put a pool noodle around it. So uh, whoever sits down is not sitting down on, on the sharp edges of the bucket, right? Do you have, I know this is a podcast, but do you have that visual picture of someone doing that? All right, so you can do that. If it's winter time and you're wanting to do this for this time and you go to the dollar store, they don't have pool noodles available for you. You can go to Home Depot, you can go to Lowe's, you can go to you know one of those uh, stores and get the, the material that you wrap pipes with and uh, we always when we have a, a freeze down here in in Houston those go very very quickly because people aren't prepared and so uh, you have those available those they might cost a little bit more than a dollar but you can find those and you can cut them down and uh, they're basically work the same way the other thing you want to do is is have uh, trash bags they're really uh, inexpensive um, but you don't you don't want them to break very easily either. So you have these uh, trash bags where um, the waste would go in there. And then you might, if you want to include this, a little bit of uh, kitty litter where you throw it in there to absorb any kind of liquids and also to help with the smell. Now, so that is... Uh, one that you could possibly use inside. And uh, if you ever, you couldn't use your toilets for whatever reason, that is a way that you could use the restroom in a grid down situation. However, when we went to the country and we were completely off grid and we didn't have any, you know, uh, restrooms available to us, uh, of course, for guys, you know, just peeing, that's not, that's not a big deal, right? You just go find a tree. But if you needed to go, you know, further with that, right? If, if the poop was, you got the, the camp, the campfire meals and the poop needs to hit the fan, right? And so I didn't want to, I had this idea of making uh, kind of more of a, a latrine. So basically the bucket was going to be used to sit down with, but what I did was I cut out the bottom. So I was able to dig a hole and I set the bucket right on top of it. The other thing that I did was I cut out the bottom, but I put another trash bag around it. So um, if you can get this picture here, the, the bucket or the, the trash bag was inside of the bucket, but that th there was a hole in the trash bag as well. And so what I was doing there was creating uh, a a way for the sides not to get dirty because this was something that we were going to use on a regular basis when we would go up there and we would store the bucket, but we didn't want to store the bucket with the sides all nasty. And so this plastic bag went in there with duct tape. And so it was basically a liner so that if uh, you, know, you were going to the restroom, it wasn't hitting the sides or if it hit the sides, it wasn't getting the inside of the bucket all messed up. It was just hitting 
the the liner and so then you get rid of the liner you know you just pull off the duct tape i just use duct tape uh to, to seal it around there you pull off the duct tape and you then you throw that liner away and actually it really wasn't it really wasn't dirty but that helps to protect the inside so if you're in a situation where you're going camping or you're off grid and you need something a place where you can sit down and use the restroom um th you know that's something that you can do dig a hole and uh you know you have your little latrine right there i actually built a uh, with pvc pipe built uh, kind of like a, a little closet out there in the open you know so you could go and you have your privacy out there if you needed to use it but anyway that's a survival toilet if you want to go that way all right let's move on next up is going to be a survival kit but in a five gallon bucket so again creating something for family members that they can just throw into their closet and uh, you can label it you can be you know you can put a big sticker on the on the side of it that says survival kit you can write down the contents of it um with the home depot buckets they have the lids have a uh, a seal on there so when you put it down it's going to stay really really tight and so you know you'll need to really rip it up with uh with a screwdriver or uh you know if they have the uh, the opener that opens up the five gallon uh, buckets most people don't have one of those unless you're really into food storage and things like that but anyway so uh, you can create a kit and again throw the things in there that would be important so uh, maybe candles and I would recommend the candles from the dollar store those suckers last a long time they kind of look like candles maybe that you would see like in a Catholic church. And you might even see those like at a grocery store or whatever, but they have, you know, pictures of the Virgin Mary and Jesus and apostles and saints and all that kind of stuff. Um, the ones from the dollar store are just plain clear. And uh, those are the ones that you would want to to, to use. And so uh, do a survival kit with uh, some dollar store candles. Maybe you put a water filter in there. Um, maybe you throw a knife in there. Maybe you throw some contractor uh, garbage bags in there. I just believe in those. I think you can use those for many, many different ways. Maybe you throw some cordage in there like tarred bank line. Um, and then whatever else you think would be necessary. I mean, there's so many other things that you can throw in there. But a five-gallon bucket can kind of contain a lot of different things. It can be all in one bucket. And uh, again, it's something that someone can put in a, in a closet, kind of leave there unless they really need it. And so it's available. And you can really make the any, anything you want. You, know, you can make a cleaning bucket for someone. You can make a, uh, I mean, whatever, you know. Um, of course, you can do food buckets. You can do all that different kind of stuff. So um, some kind of survival kit in a five-gallon bucket, I think, would be really beneficial and uh, something that you can do. All right, this next one here is uh, not DIY. It is going to cost a nice pretty penny, but it's something that um, right now where, where we are, I think is beneficial. And if someone didn't have it, I think they would really appreciate it. And it is an Amazon Prime membership. So when you have the Prime membership, you get, uh, it costs $119 a year. So again, it's not cheap but you're able to order things that are prime and you get them in two days. Um, sometimes even faster than that, if whatever item it is, 
is at the Amazon warehouse. And so, um, you know, my mom was asking for a, a certain stool that I had purchased my wife and I found it on Amazon and it came in one day. And so I'm able to get that to her pretty quickly. But the benefit uh, behind the Amazon Prime membership, and of course you get the free shipping. So you get the, the next day, two day delivery. Um, you get uh, free shipping on, on mostly everything. There are some things that are not Prime, but it's very, very few and far between. The other benefit is you get free Prime movies and free Prime music. And I use both of those things. So I don't really watch a lot of TV. Uh, when I do want a little bit of entertainment, I mean, I go to YouTube and there's a lot of things there. But, you know, you, you have the ads. But then there are uh, Prime movies. And so there are real movies that are on there that you can stream on your, a lot of the times I'm watching on my laptop with my headphones. Or if it's, uh, you know, a, a family thing that we're doing, uh, we can send it to the television and so we can all we can all watch it that way so you have the prime movies prime music so at work when i am doing uh things where i, I want to i'm concentrating but i would like to have some background music uh, all the different uh albums that are out there and it, so most almost every album that i ever wanted to find was available there are some that weren't but it's pretty cool. So it's Prime Music. You can add it to your library. You can play it from your phone. You can play it from your laptop. You can play it from your computer, anywhere where you log into Amazon. But it's there. Now, sometimes they pull the yank, I guess, with uh, the different agreements that they have with different bands. Um, they, they'll yank certain albums or whatever. But for the most part, almost every album that I've ever looked for or artist was available. And you don't have to buy the, the, the CDs or the, yeah, you don't have to buy the, the downloads or anything like that. So uh, the Amazon Prime membership is something that might be uh beneficial to give to someone, especially during the lockdowns when things are crazy, people are ordering online, uh, people are staying home and they have the, you know all the videos and things like that that they can watch on Prime and listen to music. And being that we are going into the holiday season, if you've never tried their 30-day trial, you get 30, you know, you can do 30 days free and that really takes you through most of the holiday season and you can listen to music you can watch the prime movies and you can also do the um, you know order online with that and then after 30 days if you don't like it you can just uh, you know not move forward with it so anyway that is something again it costs a little bit uh, of money there but uh, i know that we're with the things that we're ordering and uh, things that we're uh, bringing in right now stocking up i think it's it's beneficial all right, so moving on to another thing is what about a DIY meal in a jar? All right, and so these, I don't know if you've ever seen these before. I know that I used to link to these articles a lot more often on Prepper website. Um, but think about your mason jars. Now, again, uh, I'll, I will, I'll revisit that in just a minute. But anyway, so you have a mason jar and you begin to create meals that only require water. So let's say you have dehydrated peas and carrots and, and maybe you have dehydrated meat and you're able to make a soup and you're able to put all these things inside of a mason jar and you're able to tighten it down really, really tight and you're able to say, hey, um, just add this amount of water. And you can even tape it off or you know do something creative and say, you know, add a, a cup or, or add hot water, steaming water to this level right here. And you can play around with it. 
play around with different ideas and, and different soups and, and, and things like that to where you can create dehydrated, dehydrated meals in a jar or dehydrated soups in a jar. So uh, that is something that is available. I have also seen s'mores uh, in a jar where you provide all the, the things that you would need for j s'mores or hot chocolate mix. I have done that. People have given me that before or even a cookie mix. And so they put everything that you need for cookies uh, in this, this jar and then you add, they'll, they'll you know, they usually like print off this decorative uh, label or whatever, or they attach it somehow with ribbon and they say, okay, you need to add, you know, a teaspoon of oil or you need to add this amount of water and an egg, add it here and then close the lid and shake it up and, you know, stir it and all that kind of stuff. Right. So uh, I have received those before in the past. Now, Going back to the mason jars, right now canning supplies are very, very hard to find. Uh, I have found some at my local grocery store, which they seem to keep coming back, um, and, but I'm not finding the lids. But anyway, they're a little bit harder to, to find. So if you didn't want to do uh, mason jars because you want to keep those for your, for your canning, you can still do some of this stuff in freezer bags and create your own freezer bags. Or if you have a food saver, you can create a food saver bag and you can create the same kind of idea here. And so that is something that is available. I don't know if you've ever seen someone cook uh, an egg in a plastic bag before. And I, of course, it's, it's got to be a little bit more uh, of, a, of a thicker bag. You don't want the really cheap dollar store Ziploc bags. And well, Ziploc is a brand, but you know what I'm talking about, the zippered, zippered bag. Uh, and so I've seen it. People make uh, omelets and different things like that before in, in one of these. I would not do that myself, but people have done it. But anyway, you can use this to create a gift. And what if you opened up a box and you had a bunch of different things. Hey, this is dehydrated. This is a soup mix. This is chocolate mix. This is a you know a cookie mix. This is whatever you know. And so you have all those you know in a nice gift, and it's something very unique and something different. And so that's something that you can do. Again, that's you know pure DIY. Of course, you need to have the dehydrated food to be able to do that. But you could uh, experiment with some different things that you buy at the grocery store, very cheap and inexpensively. All right, next up is a DIY MRE. So if you have a prepper in your life and somebody that you want to uh, give a gift to, you could make a meal ready to eat using the food saver. Now, I've already, already talked about the food saver, but you can make it your own MRE. You don't have to go buy the MREs that are so expensive uh, you know, from, from Amazon or whatever. And no, they have their place. And if you can afford them and you need some of those, uh, I think go ahead and buy some. But you can also DIY this. So with the food saver, you would make a pouch first, and then you put different things in there. So what about a pouch of tuna? individual serving of tuna, the kind that you can just kind of rip foil packaging open. You can put that in there. You can put in some crackers. You can put in some squirtable peanut butter, uh, if you've seen those. You can put in the little individual drink packets, um, you know, that you buy for like a 20-ounce bottle of water, and you just rip it up, you throw it in there, you shake it up. So you can do that. You can have those drink packets there. You can throw in some napkins. You might throw in some beef jerky, uh, maybe some coffee singles, whatever, whatever you can think of that person would eat, 
you can make an MRE and you can really make an MRE for a whole day. And you can put breakfast, lunch, and dinner items in there, like a bag of oatmeal for, for breakfast. Uh, you can do that, you know, um, some orange juice, uh, for, for breakfast, a coffee single, you can do something for, for lunch, you know, something that would, would uh, stick to the bones and, and different things like that. Some soups, uh, that you can, you can put together in there. So, you know, it's really whatever you can think of to put in this, this MRE is there and then put a date on it on the outside and say, Hey, don't let it go past this date or whatever. If you don't, uh, eat this when you go camping or you don't need it in an emergency situation, you know, eat it by this date or what in, in uh, make that available to them. But I think that's kind of cool. That would be a very unique gift to, to give someone who is a hiker, someone who is a camper, someone who, you, you know, uh, that is a, preparedness minded, you're giving him an MRE, a DIY MRE. And so I think that would be really, really cool to do and to have. Okay. Two more things before we end here. Um, the next thing is if you do have a camper, a hiker, someone who is into emergency preparedness, you could create a fire kit for them. And so, um, this might not be completely, and well, it would be DIY, but it might cost a little bit depending on what you put in there. But, you can, uh, our fire kits that I created, I got, um, you know, you think about what goes into a bug out bag or a kit or whatever, you think about modules. And so I was looking for something that I could um, zip up and, and kind of carry everything in, in one place. And so the dollar store had you know, these little things, just kind of like, um, I think they were little uh, pouches to carry around like a Nintendo, uh, a Game Boy or something along those lines. And so I'm like, this is perfect because it had little pockets. It had little, uh, you know, zippers and different things like that on the inside. So I'm like, this is what uh, I want to use. So if you make a fire kit, you can do a couple of different things. Of course, you can put in a, uh, a, a lighter, right? A big lighter. And uh, you really want to do something to minimize the, you know, allowing the, the button that releases the gas, you want to do something to isolate that button so it doesn't push up against something when it's just kind of like rolling around in a pack and uh, it loses all of its uh, gas in there, right? Or all the, all the li liquid. So uh, whatever you would need to do to, to be able to do that. So put in a lighter. You can make your own emergency uh, matches. So back in the day when we had the strike everywhere matches, those would, man, I mean, I bet there's a lot of people kicking themselves saying, I wish I would have just stocked up on those strike everywhere matches because yeah, there's no way that you can find them anymore. They have things that look like it, uh, but they're not, uh, you know, but they still work. They still work, but they're not like the strike uh, anywhere matches. So you can take one of those. If you can burn a little bit, melt a little bit of wax, you don't need a whole lot, but if you melt a little bit of wax, you can create your own long lasting matches and waterproof matches. So basically what it is, and there's been many videos, you can find this on YouTube and, and different articles. And I've shared things out like this before in the past, but uh, you take a little bit of uh, wax. And what I would do, I would not go to like uh, Hobby Lobby or go buy a big old, you know, block of wax. I would go to the dollar store and I would find an unscented candle and just carve out as much of that wax as possible and use that so that, um, you know, because you can get some of those really big candles for a, for a dollar. And so anyway, so uh, break some of that up, you know, cut out the, uh, uh, 
the, um, the, the wick and all that different kinds of things. And so anyway, you melt some of that uh, candle and then you take your matches, you wrap some toilet paper around. You don't need a whole lot, but wrap some toilet paper around there. Take some tweezers and then you dip these matches inside of that wax. So it creates a, a, a wax seal that is waterproof. And when you need to light, you're able to scratch off the, the top a little bit and then you're able to strike it. You're going to need the striker somewhere because these are not strike anywhere matches. You're going to need a striker there and then maybe a file. Again, at the dollar store, you can get a file. You can cut off a little piece and you can put Put, the, put it in, in uh, a fire kit. But anyway, so you strike it and that match will burn because of the wax and the paper and, and the wood. It will burn a lot longer. Now you can also buy them. I have purchased those types of matches that are actually true waterproof, right? You light them, you, you dump them in water. They will go out, but as soon as you pull it out, it starts back up really crazy. So uh, you can get, I can't remember the name of it. it, starts with a U, it's out there. Just look up uh, waterproof, windproof matches like on Amazon and you'll find it. So doing something like that, but you can create your own fire starters with uh, a little bit of petroleum jelly and uh, some cotton balls and you can have those ready to go. Um, and it's kind of messy, but if you're careful, you can make some of those, have those ready to go. If you can find fat wood out there, you can include fat wood. Um, I would include the Blackbeard Firestarter myself because that stuff just works and it is pretty amazing. So I would use some of that in there. Uh, maybe add a ferro rod, um, magnesium fire starter. Um, there's, you know, Harbor Freight has those magnesium fire starters with where you scrape off the magnesium and then but it also has a ferro rod attached to it and there a lot of the times you can find those for like two dollars and 99 cents on sale or they're not very expensive at harbor freight um, and so uh, you can get something like that and so anyway you can create a fire kit and uh, provide that and just explain uh, have a little bit of an explanation in there if you're giving it to somebody who doesn't, who's not prepared, someone who's not a prepper, someone who doesn't know how to build a fire, print off some instructions and throw it in there. It's like, if you're building a fire, this is what you need to do. And you, you can find pictures online. You can find, uh, you know, maybe that, that's, that would be just a great giveaway to do is uh, how to build a fire and a one page PDF that people can download and, and give to other people because people just don't know how to build a fire anymore. It's just, you know, they think you throw some gasoline on it or, or whatever, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm going to throw some, uh, some lighter fluid on it and start a fire. So, um, you can create a, a fire kit and give that to somebody who would be, uh, just really, really happy to have something like that. Or it would be in an emergency kit and someone, uh, they might not know, uh, exactly what it all is. You can explain it to them. And uh, I don't know, you might spark something inside of someone to say, hey, let me go outside and let me practice and let me see if I can start a fire. All right. The last thing that I want to do is not talk about a gift, but give you, I'm going to give you an article from my friend Tammy Trayer over at Tammy Trayer or, or I'm sorry, TrayerWilderness.com. And this article was written in December of 2014, and it has 60 different types of gifts that you can give. And so, uh, yeah, I went, I went through and I counted them all. There are so many other DIY types of gifts that there's no way that I can uh, talk about them. But, you know, for the ladies who can uh, make lip balm, you can make all different kind of salves. You know, you can include essential oils in them. Um, you can make, uh, if you crochet, you can do all that kind of stuff. 
Um, man, there's just uh, infused uh, oils. If you're if you're cooking, you can make some infused oils to give to people. Uh, a paracord lantern, a mud scrub, all these different things are in your candied almonds. I mean, come on, when you get a, a candied almond gift at work and uh, you just just eat them all, you don't even bring them home, you eat them all right there. But anyway, this is over at uh, TreyerWilderness.com and uh, you can go over there and, and check out all the different things if you are looking for another type of gift to give or if you're just looking for, hey, I want to know how to do that. I want to know how to make lip balm or make a, a scrub or, or whatever. And maybe that's just for your own information. You can go over there and, and check that out. Well, everyone, I didn't realize how long I was going. I kind of paused a little bit to go check uh, how the uh, how the uh, recording was doing. And man, I'm over an hour. So uh, it didn't feel like that, sharing all that information and sharing the different ideas. I hope it's been a benefit to you. Again, it's the Christmas side of it, as well as just but birthdays and, and just gifts and, and thinking about how you can help other pe- people get better prepared. And so I'll just a lot of information there. Uh, again, on the show notes, I am not or, or the pod in your podcast app. I'm not going to be able to link to all of these because it just would be very long and, and crazy. But I am going to link to them all over at the podcast uh, episode over on the prepper website podcast.com slash six or EP for episode right EP 669. It will be over there and uh, you can link to all these articles and I'll link to uh, some other stuff as well that you can you can get to. So uh, hopefully that has been beneficial. Let me know what your favorite uh, item was or maybe which one you would like to receive, just hit me up in the comments section or just send me an email at todd.sepulveda at prepperwebsite.com. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 669. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to prepperwebsite.com where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. I also send out uh, emails sometimes on Tuesdays, but for sure on Saturdays with the Saturday prep, just links to articles and videos and podcasts that are interesting for you to watch or and watch, listen to, and read. How about that? And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.